More and more hospitals are adopting OB hospitalist programs which are beneficial to both obstetricians as well as their patients. Why is this model being called the future of OB services? We're going to learn about it today with Dr. David Afram, a private practice OBGYN managing partner at Capital Women's Care in Arlington, Fairfax, and Manassas, Virginia. This is the Obstetrics Podcast from OB Hospitalist Group. I'm Prakash Chandran. So Dr. Afram, it's great to have you here. What is an obstetrics or OB hospitalist and what exactly do they do? Traditionally, an OBGYN usually is a very broad spectrum because, for example, OBGYN is by definition, it's for pregnancy and gynecology. So a general standard OBGYN physician will be someone who has a practice, whether in a group setting or a solo practice, and has an office, a part where sees pregnant patient, outpatient, also gynecological patients for routine gynecology exam, pap smears, breast exams, and also people with uh, other gynecological conditions. A regular OBGYN in that setup would, for example, like one day deliver a baby, the next day do a GYN surgery that has nothing to do with the pregnancy. In the office, see patients who are pregnant or non-pregnant for gynecological issues. That's traditionally how it's been. In the last few years, it has developed into being like sort of like a domain focus. So, for example, some practices or doctors are focusing more on mainly pregnancy care, some of them becoming gynecology only in office setup, and some are doing extra training in either obstetrics or in uh, the gynecological surgery. So, the OB hospitalist group is, for example, a branch where those physicians, their passion and their work is mainly for the purpose of delivery. So they take care of pregnant people on the day or around the time of their delivery while they're in the hospital. So they do not anymore see patients in the office. They do not do gynecological surgery. They're strictly dedicated to being in the hospital and taking care of pregnant person. A lot of times in association with the practices that actually these patients are patients of that practice. You mentioned that they take care of the patient throughout the day. So maybe talk a little bit about that process and the hospital's decision to enlist an OB hospitalist. Correct. So for example, in the traditional sense of how traditionally it used to be, a person is pregnant and goes to a particular practice. This practice has one doctor or multiple doctors. And on any given day, one of them is on call covering the practice. So, for example, uh, when this patient goes in labor, that physician or whoever is on call for that particular group, if they are two or three or four, will go and uh, handle the labor for that particular patient. That's how traditionally it has been. And to to some extent, it's also the classic way uh, in a lot of sense. The OB hospitalist group is relatively new in the last few years. It became more for the dedication of the care of pregnancy during the delivery itself. So, for example, in this case, in our practice, for example, when the patient goes in labor and goes to the hospital, instead of the care being delayed until the the nurses find out whose patient that is, uh, which practice, with the doctor on call for them, call them, get orders over the phone, and then wait for the doctor to arrive, Uh, In this way, in a working relationship with the OB hospitalist that the hospital employs, so the OB hospitalist will basically evaluate that patient, decide whether she's in labor. If she's in labor, we'll we'll admit her and we'll manage her in accordance with the patient's private physician. What this is good as the hospital employs it is because it's better patient care that is very effective and right on the spot as opposed to how I said that they will need to contact a physician and find out who is the person on call for that particular group. 
Secondly, more importantly, is for patient satisfaction because the patient doesn't have to wait for an hour or so if her physician is, for example, busy in the office or doing surgery or or a little bit far away. So it doesn't delay the, uh, the care in that way. At the same time, the patient is satisfied because a lot of time they go to the hospital and they get checked for, let's say, labor check and they're not in labor and they then they go back home. So this way, at least they saw a physician in the specialty, not simply over the phone triage by the physician and the nurses. Having just been through this, I can definitely see uh, why the OB hospitalist model is so much better, certainly for the patient side. But uh, Dr. Afram, for you uh, specifically, I'm curious how this OB hospitalist model benefits you and your practice in terms of work-life balance and career longevity. So maybe talk to us a little bit about that. It has actually been great because, like I explained in the traditional sense how things used to be, you are in the office, you're caring for your patient, uh, your attention is all with the patient you are seeing. You will, for example, get a call that one of your patients is now in the hospital, came in, uh, for example, in labor. You'll have to stop what you're doing, talk to the nurses and uh, advise them of what to do and sometimes have to leave. Uh, during this is like, for example, a normal business hours. What this creates is, for example, on one hand, Obviously, it affected your patient satisfaction who are in the office who now have to either wait for an hour or even more for the physician to come in or have to see another physician that they were not planning on seeing that day or they simply have to reschedule, which obviously a lot of patients, especially in our domain, expect that. But in today's changing world, that's becoming also from a patient perspective is more frustrating than it used to be 20 years ago and the understanding for that. In that example, and when you go to the hospital, you're also, as a physician, very pressured, very stressed. You need to get this done as quick as possible because you have 15 people waiting on you in the office or you have something, uh, surgery in the OR that's being held because you have to deal now with admitting someone in labor and, and so on. So in that sense, it increased, first of all, your patient care because your attention is solely focused on what you're doing uh, with a particular patient at that time, whether you are in the hospital or in the, in the office, because when you are in the office and someone comes in labor, in this way, the hospitalist physician will evaluate the patient, and if they are in labor, they will go ahead and admit them and simply notify you to, co- to co-manage, but you do not have to send anybody from the office back home or have them wait on you. So that created a lot of uh, extra attention for us to the patients in the office, At the same time, when in terms of work and life balance, it used to be that at any given moment, you might be called when you're off the clock, so to speak. So that created a traditionally difficulty dealing with like personal life, family time, because even if you're a part of a physician part of like three, four people group, so every third or fourth day, you're on call. So it depends on the size of the practice, but the idea of like you might be called at 2 a.m. in the morning and you'll have to go and deliver a baby and then be sleep deprived and the next day you have your patients to see in the office that you might not have your full mental presence or you're tired or lethargic, uh, but you still have to uh, see those patients or cancel the office if it was a long night. So in that sense, it very much increased when you are at work, you're very productive and you are very uh, much paying attention to the patient particular need, not worried so much of like you need to get this as fast as possible because you have to run to the hospital to uh, manage something. At the same time, the uh, patient satisfaction in labor and delivery with the presence of the hospitalist is a lot higher because now they, uh, when they go there, they understand that they will see the hospitalist group that we are uh, collaborating with 
They will not have to wait for a physician to return a phone call or have time to come evaluate them or to simply be evaluated by the nurses who will update the physician over the phone without, and then they might not even see a physician altogether. At the same time, the patient satisfaction in the office is very high because they know they will come in, come out. The, the doctor is not distracted by what's happening in the hospital. And after work or at nights, weekends, even if you're on call, this way you have much more uh, time for yourself and your family, which will help you recharge for the next day while you know that your patients are being cared for excellent. And this will provide a long longevity in the career because the burnout was high in our specialty. Like people could not do what I was describing for more than like a 10 year. And then what ends up happening, people either give up obstetrics altogether or they will want to find a job where they don't have to take calls. So the careers were becoming shorter and shorter. Again, speaking from my personal experience, I remember going to our OBGYN, who we had a very good relationship with, but you know, we delivered on Saturday during, I think it was one of her child's birthday parties, and then she had to leave to come, and we were waiting until she uh, arrived to be with us. I remember feeling bad. I was like, wow, this I can't believe this. And she had a reputation for never missing a delivery. And it's a blessing and a curse to have it that way, because you know, yes, you might might be popular, but you're also sacrificing so much of your personal life. So um, I, I 100% understand where you're coming from and what you're saying here. I'm curious as to, from a patient perspective, what is the OBGYN's relationship with the hospital uh, that's adopting the OB hospitalist model? Are they clear with the patient, hey, when you go into delivery, you're going to be handed off to a hospitalist and they're going to care for you? How does that work? There are different ways of doing it. But in our particular situation, for example, normally uh, the hospital, we do inform the patients from the beginning, the pregnant person, that as far as the call involved and as far as uh, after our night, the hospitalist group are part uh, of collaborating with our practice. So they are part of our call group, if you will. So they do understand that anytime they go to the hospital because of the pregnancy, for example, the baby is not moving or they think they're in labor or they're actually in labor, the first physician will see them is the hospitalist, and this is part of our framework and collaboration with the hospitalist. And they're usually very satisfied or at least, you know, oblivion to it because they don't understand what's the difference. But then we've been doing it for a long time, and it has been very successful from patient satisfaction standpoint. So the, the patients are another surprise on the day they are in the hospital that that is the arrangement. You know, from again, when, when we were going through it, it, it's almost like we had to have permission from our OBGYN to come and to deliver the baby. It would have been great to have a hospitalist there from the very beginning and just knowing that as we're going through the different stages of delivery, that they're going to be there throughout the end. And it's just, it feels like a much better system for both the patient and the hospitalist, wouldn't you say? Exactly. And that's why uh, what I'm talking about, that it's an arrangement with the hospital as a big standard, not just for an emergency, not just for filling in for, you know, like gaps or short staff. Like, for example, in, uh, in our own situation, we have the biographies of all the physicians who are the hospitals that we collaborate with. They are part of the, when uh, someone is a first pregnancy visit, we give them the patient folder that has uh, stuff related to the pregnancy. So they do have the bios of us as well as the hospital. They understand that uh, in the hospital, those are the doctors will be managing them. We're always available and on call, but as a backup. Like say, for example, the hospitalists uh, have three people in the same time to deliver. Then 
we are on a backup call. So, for example, we are available, but they're not waiting on us because it's not an emergency situation. So the patient understands from the beginning. Normally, we tell them. Recent years, to be honest, this has been adopted more and more. So it has been less of a surprise by the patient. And we've been doing it for over a year now. And we have never had a person or a patient who was surprised on the day or was upset, how come is this is. They actually, if anything, they are very satisfied because the care is being very prompt. The physician, the hospitalists who are in the hospital, all their attention is on that particular patient. They're not worried they have to run back to the office. They're not worried someone is waiting on them, the anesthesiologist in the OR to start a case and so on. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Afram. I truly appreciate your time today. That's Dr. David Afram, a private practice OBGYN managing partner at Capital Women's Care in Arlington, Fairfax, and Manassas, Virginia. Thanks for checking out this episode of the OB Hospitalist Group podcast series. To learn more about the benefits of an OB Hospitalist program collaboration, visit obhg.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks, and we'll talk next time. Time.